From Wondery, I'm David Brown, and you are listening to Business Wars. Today we have a very special guest, but before we talk with her, I'm going to give you a sneak peek of our next series. For the first episode, we're moving far away from Silicon Valley back to 19th century Atlanta. Disruption back in the days meant getting ahead of the curve on the glass bottling business. Any guesses what we're talking about here? Well, let's just say it's the real thing. That's right. Next up, we're heading into the Battle of the Titans. Coke versus Pepsi. It's a corporate dogfight that spanned three centuries, and it's still going on today. The rivalry between Coca-Cola and Pepsi is, in many respects, the story of American culture, and we cannot wait to tell you all about it here on Business Wars, so look for that later this week. And in the meantime, if there are other business wars you're dying to hear, shoot us a note on the I Have an Idea page at Wondery.com. Joining us today, Kara Swisher. She is the self-described grumpy lady of tech, and she is host of the Recode podcast. She also runs the Recode website, the tech news site that she co-launched in 2014 with Walt Mossberg, which is now owned by Vox Media. She's known for her tough but even-handed approach to covering the personalities in Silicon Valley. As New York Magazine put it, she's managed to elevate herself into Silicon Valley royalty, by writing about Silicon Valley royalty, often acerbically. She even had a cameo in the first season of HBO's show Silicon Valley, where she got to play herself, taking down fictional CEO Gavin Belson. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies' Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business. And be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak with a Dell Technologies advisor today. Louisiana's diverse landscapes include dense timber forests and seafood-rich coastlines. And every step along the way, you'll find a business environment that's strong, diverse, and ripe with opportunity. Need proof? Louisiana is where NASA and higher ed partners build rockets that will soon put the first women on the moon. It's also where the port system delivers the most domestic cargo in the U.S. And Louisiana is home to the best workforce development program in the country. See what Louisiana economic development can do for you. Visit OpportunityLouisiana.com today. Kara Swisher, thanks so much for being with us on Business Wars. Thank you very much. Most journalists don't get to play themselves on TV or uh, seem to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they do. Well, yeah, Filter was just in, in the Mission Impossible uh, well, fallout. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you kind of inspire a sort of respect and fear 
among a lot of people yeah. there. Um, you've been called honey badger. What does honey badger mean, and, and why do you think you've earned oh, that, that reputation? That's that internet meme. You know the internet <laughs> meme, honey badger don't give Yeah, a, sure, right. You know, like right. is eating all the whatever ever is around. So I think that's what it means. I don't, I'm not thinking it's a compliment, but, you know, people should be scared. It's you, don't, okay you don't think it's a compliment? Scared. Isn't that a kind it, it, of compliment? It is in a way. It, it is until I bite them and then they're not so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, they're they're scared, but they they should be scared. They should be they shouldn't be scared. They should know that not everybody is a, is a is a uh, is a th- is a fanboy that thinks everything they do uh, is is made of you know gossamer gold or something. And so I think I just I just call into question some of the stuff and I treat them like like they should be treated, which is I look at the good parts and I compliment that and I look at the bad parts and I make a comment on that and I'm not scared to do it. I guess that's I don't think that's well, a big accomplishment. Let's, let's back up normal. for just a minute. What are the good parts as you see it? The good parts are the astonishing things that have come out of here in the past 20 years are really amazing. The, 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 the cell phone, the, uh, the mobile phone, the mobile revolution, wireless, um, all kinds of inventions, uh, you know, everything from these, all these apps to, um, to the ability to commute the Internet, which was invented elsewhere, but it was essentially uh, commercialized here. Um, and so there's a lot to think of it that are, that's amazing, just the way you would look at you know, the ability to fly is an amazing technology. The spirit right. was an amazing technology, yeah. you know, if, if you really want to break it down. And so a lot has come out here that's astonishing. The bad part is that it's also created an enormous amount of wealth concentrated in a very small group of people who have enormous power over the rest of the human race. Because what's happened here is the amplification of communications, the amplification of social media, amplification of everything. And so a very small group of people in a zip code has a lot of power and a lot of money, an obscene amount of money, really, um, in a very short time. And so that always, you know, when that happens, that there's always trouble. Well, here's the deal. Falling I mean, behind. I think we're of the same generation. And um, mm-hmm. I grew up watching wacky racers and all the the same things you did. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I don't want to just write it off as somebody else has done something awesome that I failed to do, right? That my oh, generation oh. has failed to do. Oh, no. Come on, the generation where the television did. Every generation has its technologies that are massive. Like the, the proliferation of television had its upsides, very many upsides, but a lot of downsides. This, you know, the idiot box, the stupefaction of America. Yeah. Uh, you know, the American idiot cable television. Like right, there's all right, kinds right. of negatives and there's all kinds of positives. So what's, what made, are the positives? You know, I mean, hit me with the positives because I feel like it's easy to criticize in a sense, Right. No, it's not. No, it's not easy to criticize. It's it's your job to criticize as a reporter. I'm sorry. I, I think that's such a like. Don't be a downer. It's I not. Love it's it. not I easy. I love it. It's easy to it's easy to praise actually here in Silicon really? Valley, and I Seriously. think what's happened, yeah, because I think a lot of these people have been made into celebrities, right? You know, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs being who I interviewed many many times, um, and I have great admiration for in many ways. Um, he was the first really big big tech celebrity, you know, because he was he, you know he was really interesting. He, he he had a sex appeal to him. He had these products were beautiful. He had a style. He had amazing, you know, the things he invented changed the world absolutely, um, and at the at the same time, and Mark Zuckerberg or, or any or Bill Gates, they're all celebrities in, in different ways. Uh-huh. Um, Jeff Bezos most certainly is. Um, Elon Musk, of course, right now has gotten a lot of attention. And so so they get a lot of praise. They get a lot of praise and, and stuff like that. So I think that's a good thing and a bad thing. That's all. And it should be scrutinized because they have enormous power. And anyone with enormous power should be scrutinized. That's 
they should be, and they should be ready to be scrutinized, too. Well, fair enough. Who do you think deserves the most scrutiny right now? Well, I've been spending a lot of time writing about Mark Zuckerberg, and and, and I just did a po- big podcast with him that got a lot of attention, right? Because uh, he said some things that were some rough things that he well, might have thought what, more what, carefully what, about. What surprised you about your conversation with Mark Zuckerberg? We've had many over the years since Facebook started. I met him when it was very small, and spent a, I've spent a lot of time with him uh, more than most people. Um, and I've done several interviews with him on stage, three or four at least. Um, and one of them, the last one we did before this was, I think, 2008, when he sweat profusely when I was asking about <laughs> privacy. It's a really famous, it's a very famous interview. I don't know right. why he agreed to do another one 10 years later. But um, he, uh, you know, he, he it was this particular interview was, you know, in the wake of Cambridge Analytica and the Russians right, uh, right. using the platform to impact the election or attempting to. Um, and so there was a lot to unpack and some stuff around, uh, you know, content that was on that platform that's getting increasingly ugly. And I was talking initially about uh, Alex Jones and the Sandy Hook stuff that they finally removed this week. Um, and he was unwilling to do so when I talked to him two weeks ago. And, and he moved into the Holocaust and Holocaust deniers. And, you know, once it went down that road, it got yeah, pretty ugly. Yeah, I know. It, him, it gets pretty he, ugly. And he wasn't right. thoughtful about his answers. And he needs to be because he's running Facebook. What about Meg Whitman? I mean, you think about what, yeah, what she about? did. I mean, how does she compare with some of these other uh, Silicon Valley white guys, right? She's an adult. She's a white lady, but you know, she's an adult. Um, she's she's you know, she's had her ups and downs at her various companies. She didn't do as well at HP as she did at eBay. That although very tough road at HP. You know, they handed her like a sack of crap. So it wasn't like she had a great uh, great uh, stuff to start with. She's now she's now left and she's doing a really interesting thing with Jeffrey Katzenberg, which I think is fa- I'm I'm eager. I haven't seen her, but I'm going to see the two of them soon to hear what they're doing. Um, so you know, she did a great job at eBay um, and and has been a really Really good uh, was has a pretty good record as a CEO, um, better than many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's you know she's 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 done a, a very good job at what she's done, and certain things she didn't do perfectly, but she did she did a pretty strong job at both places, I think. Well, now you have admitted Mostly that eBay. you didn't see the appeal of eBay right off the bat, right? No, I you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Right? Uh, what that about was before PayPal? she got there? Did you realize how disruptive this digital payment technology would oh, be? Oh yeah, I. I yeah, I was very interested in payments because I thought it was a very. Di- I have a concept that I probably should write about more. With it. anything that can be digitized will be digitized, and I always thought finance was <laughs> right, right. anything. By the way, you and I too. But um, but 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 the money. I was one. I was really interested in was the idea that you could do that. The banks. I was always frustrated at banks and the way credit cards were, and so I always thought payments was something that was you know. Just even care. I was always annoyed carrying around money. I don't even understand why we carry it around. Mm. Like we're mm-hmm. like silk traders on the Silk Road or something. And you know, I just was even currency and coins. I was always sort of irritated by them. And so I always thought that was going to be a big area. eBay, I just didn't see before Meg got there. She actually called me before she took the job because she was working at really she was at D- Mattel. Wow. Yeah, she was at Mattel or Disney. I can't remember. She was at Mattel. She was at uh-huh, Mattel. Uh-huh. And she, she called me. She goes, I hear you know everything about the internet. This was in the 1990, mid-1990s. Wow. I was just finishing That's my book crazy. on AOL. And she's like, should I take this job? I, she, I, she cold called me. And I was like, oh, you could make some money, I guess. <laughs> you know, I was sort of like, uh, You have it was had a piece a, of an enormous impact uh, but it was on funny business, because, my gosh. I didn't, but I said, I don't get that company, but I, I should have gotten it. It's a marketplace. I should have. I got Amazon right away. I got most of them right away. I got Uber right away. I got Amazon right away. I got Google immediately. Sure, that's so crazy. I think I've that's done amazing. Okay. That one I didn't get. Uh-huh. 
that one I didn't get. The idea of the, of the, of the PayPal mafia, right? Yeah. That, that's they, become yeah. sort of legendary. Is there something about the culture of PayPal that made it a good training ground for future entrepreneurs or kind of made it a toxic no. place? I mean, you tell no, me. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It, it was it was fine. It was I, I don't think it was any uh, better than any other place. I think well, it can just we had, name like, names? Look, I mean, uh, Reed Hoffman, has, Max Lepchin, yeah, but, uh, yeah, Peter yeah, Thiel, but, Elon Musk. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. So. I would say two of them are really big deals, um, and the other two have done pretty well. But um, I think the—I um, don't think that was one place. Like Je- I just did a did a movie about General Magic, which had everybody at it. Everybody was at General Magic, which was a company that failed in Silicon Valley in the um, oh the 1980s, I think it was. Uh-huh. And it was All a right. device company. Essentially, it was the iPhone before the iPhone, and it was packed full of people. Pierre Omidyar was there, who started eBay, actually. Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, Fidel was there, who created essentially created the iPod. Um, Andy Rubin was there, who created Android. There's a lot of these companies in Silicon Valley that ha- is a nexus of people. Not all of them succeed. Some of them do well. Some of them don't. Um, Google has thrown off a million great entrepreneurs. Yahoo has zillions of great entrepreneurs work there. And just because Yahoo sort of you know hit right. a wall doesn't mean they didn't right. go on. So that happens a lot. And, and Facebook is throwing off lots and lots of interesting uh, people who work there. So it, it's very typical of these companies to do that, to have that, have that happen. Where's my order? Where's my order? Where's my order? Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom for Customer Support, the business messenger that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's business messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com slash support to learn more about Intercom's business messenger for customer support. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance. Or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Go to Investor.gov today to learn about these investment products and more. How much do you already know about investing? Find out by putting your financial knowledge to the test with their new investment quiz. Investor.gov is your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. Maybe we should go through, I mean, just so that we're not lumping everyone together. Uh, Reed Hoffman. What do you think of Reed Hoffman? I think he's fantastic. I don't agree with him on everything. He's very pro all the boys of Silicon Valley, but, he, you know, he's, he's super optimistic. I'm less optimistic than he is. But I like him. I think he's great. He's been on stage at our events many times, and he's a super wise. I like that he is around to impact people because he's got a maturity and wisdom that is really a pleasure to deal with compared right. to a lot of people. All right. How about Max Levchin? 
Oh, he's very funny. He's a really entrepreneurial guy. He was he's he's done lots of different kinds. Some of them not all. One of his companies, he had, I can't remember the name of it. What was it called? Um, they, they had a sheep throwing thing on Facebook. He threw <laughs> a sheep, sheep throwing of, thing. And I That's used to make classic. fun of that company like nobody's business. And he was always. And then just the other day we were having lunch. He's like, Oh God, you were so right about that company. Like he's 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 gone. He's had great companies. He sold one to off. He sold that one off to Google and then left. And you know he's a he's a typical example of a really strong entrepreneur. He's very uh, he's, he helps entrepreneurs, other entrepreneurs. He's a real great mentor. Uh, he's working on a lot of really interesting uh, startups now, um, including one around payments again. It's about verification. He's got. He's even got one that helps people get pregnant. So he's kind of a cool. Uh, I really excuse like him. me. He's helps people get pregnant. Person. Is that right? Yeah, we we debuted it on stage at one of my events. A Glow, I think it's called Glow. Boy. Um, but. Yeah, it's a great company. It's, it uses data to help you figure out when you should be getting pregnant. It's interesting. It's a smart <laughs> idea. It's another di- digitization of everything. It's a All right. I, 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 I like it. What about Elon Musk? What do you think? Oh, I know Elon pretty well. Um, I think he's. it's an interesting period in time for him right now. Um, he's very uh, vocal. Um, some of which is working out for him, some of which is Has not. Has he not um, been this, very like, vocal? I mean, you say this is an interesting period for seems him. Seems like one after the next. He seems like he's you know, always we, we went talking. From, we went from yelling at people to thing, and then he had, you know, he's on Twitter a lot. He probably yeah. should not be on Twitter as much yeah, as he is. Right, Me right. too, by the way. Um, but he's, uh, he's I, I like Elon. We've interviewed him several times, and I have, I've always thought he was a really interesting and ambitious person. He's There's certain things a lot of people don't like, but I'm not loving his attacks on the press. He should just do his stuff and keep quiet, keep his head down. He just can't do that. Um, you know, I, it's okay. I'm sure the people who did, um, I mean, I, you know this. If you look historically back at uh, the fights between Edison and Tesla, there was a huge amount of coverage of both, and they both sniped at each other, and they both... You know, one ended yeah. up. One was Edison was kind of sneaky, as I recall. All right. Well, let me let me well let me throw somebody else out there. Uh, Peter Thiel. What do you think? I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> not much. You're not going to go I into have, Peter I Thiel. I attack Come him quite on. a bit. I've done some. Go read some of my articles. I tell you what I think. Of him. He's brilliant. You've been, He's you've brilliant. Been, uh, well, I say. think we can a, we can say you've been somewhat what critical. Of Peter I, I think sometimes he says things that it's just nonsensical. I think he says things and nobody challenges what he says. He says nonsensical things all so the time. That, and he's so is that smart. Peter's problem or is that, um, you know, culture's problem? I mean, with not. No, I think he's trolling people continually. That's really? what I think he's doing. I think he's so smart. And, and but some of his, his statements are just outlandish. And I, there's a really good blog I did where I, I live blogged one of his speeches. And I think I pretty much says what I think of Peter Thiel. So I, I think he's very smart. By the way, I, I think his book was really, I found it fascinating. Uh-huh. Um, I think some of his concepts are really terrific. I think he has, uh, we, he and I have argued about a lot of things. Um, I haven't seen him lately, but um, used to, uh, about different things. And he's been right about certain things, and I've been right about certain things. I think he could be kinder to people, to humanity. Like, we had a big what, argument it, around. Does it matter uh, to be kinder? I mean, these days, uh, this was around, is that, this is was that around, actually valued? This is around gay rights. This was around gay rights. I thought he was he didn't quite understand how important. Um, it, it was just an argument about, you know, it was both of us personally being impacted by it. And so I just think he, 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 he's, he's a little bit, um, I don't think he takes into account that human beings are people sometimes. I don't know how else to put it. It's just like I think he could have a broader view of humanity, a kinder view of humanity than a kinder than view That's of all. humanity. I like that. That's interesting. I like I like people, so I'd like to you know, I think <laughs> you, like you know people. some of the some of the <laughs> Yeah, I think the criticisms of, of they're harsh. He's harsh, but that's all right. I mean 
suck it up if he wants to do it. I just think then yeah. then, then yeah. when people criticize him, he gets upset. And I'm like, if you're going to say some outlandish things, you have to be willing to take the heat. Well, let me ask you something. Did you have the opportunity to be a billionaire at one, once upon yes, a time? Yes, I did. Yes, I think I did. I think I, really? At least pretty friggin' rich. And I didn't do it many times, actually, many times. Does that uh, every keep time you up I was offered or, to go right no? into Billionaireville, I went left. <laughs> does that mean you were wrong, or does that mean that you just mm-hmm. stuck to your scruples? I knew it, I knew it would have made me a lot of money. I just I don't know. I liked my job. I like my job. Fair I enough. Like my job. Fair enough. Um, Kara, I'm a ditch. Um, I'm a I'm a ditch digger. That's what I am. So. <laughs> I'm good at it. So there you have. Well, I like the I ditches go you soon, dig. So. I'm, uh, you're you're a cool ditch digger. Um, as you think about the future. What do you think is the most important uh, business rivalry right now? I mean, is it, it, it when we're talking about tech, right? I mean, what's yeah. the most important business rivalry as you see it th- at this moment? Well, I, I think you could. I, it's really interesting because you know, there's not that many rivalries. There used to be Google and Apple or Google yeah, and right. Facebook, right. but that's all gone. Like they all in their own lanes. They're like semi semi trucks in their own lanes, and they're just barreling down the highway. The five of these How companies. How interesting! Like Google, yeah, you're right. Apple. You're right. They're yeah. not really competing. They're not. Every now and then they veer into each other's lanes, but not that much. And Amazon is one of them. Um, probably two. I would think till it got U.S. companies, these group of U.S. companies versus China. I think that probably is where you're going to see well, sort of the. Uh, is there a name in China that podcast. you would like to throw out there? I mean, because uh, I well, haven't heard. You know, of WeChat, the people, the people who own WeChat, Tencent, um, Baidu, uh, probably Tencent more than anything, Alibaba. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Tencent and Alibaba are the two that are really that's huge growing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're huge. And so I think that uh, SoftBank obviously is impacting VC. Yeah, no question. SoftBank. Um, so I think U.S. companies versus China, and actually Mark talked about that in the interview we did. We, everything else got so much attention, but he did talk about the idea uh, of, of the real challenge we face from China uh, in terms of, because it's a coordinated effort by the government and and these companies in a way that doesn't occur here. And so it's a real... And there, and is that because of the, the political structure? I mean, is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard uh, they're a communist country, but uh, yeah, the government runs everything. Right? Sure. Government runs everything, you know, controls everything there. Right. So I think it's a very... Um, it's a very tight, you know, you really can't, U.S. companies can't get in there. Some of them have ethical considerations yeah. of getting in there. Yeah. Um, you really just can't, even if you abandon your ethical considerations, it's really hard to do business there. They, they favor the companies there. Um, you have to make, you have to give up a number of, of ethical considerations to get into the country, um, including around uh, censoring search results for Google right now is embroiled in thinking about going back there. Yeah, no, so yeah. I think China, and also they're very innovative. They're, they're, that, that country, that, the government's done a very good job of really priming the pump of innovation there in a good way. Our country has completely abrogated it uh, in terms of helping. You know, Our country is the country that created the internet, and the government was a critical uh, partner in doing that. And I think today uh, our, our government has almost completely abrogated its responsibility to help tech, help others. Um, I had a really interesting discussion with Mark Andreessen, who's a very famous venture capitalist. Of here. course, yeah. And we had an argument. Reed Hoffman was actually on stage at the huh. exact same time, and Mark was ta- Mark and poor Reed was sitting between us. And Mark was talking about the farm to manufacturing economy shift and how, even though it was hard, it was better in the end because there were more jobs through manufacturing, which he was completely right. But my argument was that, well, it was a seventy-year change. I think something like that. 
And there was a huge amount of social unrest and social uh, displacement and job displacement and suffering by people. So I asked him, essentially, what we were talking about blacksmiths. There used to be blacksmiths, and then there weren't because the horses went away because cars came because technology interceded. Sure. Right? Right. And so he said, he said, I said, well, what about the blacksmith and his family? And essentially what they were saying is, who cares about the blacksmith and family? I care about the blacksmith and their family. So (laughs) I think we need to be we need to be something happened with them and not good. And so what we need to be thinking about is as these technologies and by the way, the technologies coming, you think the last 20 years have been a big deal The technologies coming are societally drastically going to change society. They, mm. I, I cannot and stress that more. And our government and our technologists and our and our citizenry have to be thinking really hard about what's going to happen. Automation, robotics, AI, infrastructure changes, health changes. It's so massive what's about to happen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we have to think really hard about this. And I get that people want to like put food on their table and do, and they're concerned with that. But these things are going, it's going to be this, it's going to be a, Oh, just a, such an amplified version of what happened between when farming went to manufacturing. Yeah, What's, we yeah. are about to undergo an enormous change in jobs and how we eat and how, you know, and I think we need to be thinking about those things. Yeah, I and totally And to say agree. that, to, totally to use the typical thing that elites don't think about it, I think about this all the time. I have a series on MSNBC just talking about this. What has happened, and, I'm, and then I'll stop, is that our political culture has gotten so twitchy and ridiculous on stupid shit. That we're not talking about the critical things that will impact these people going forward. And let me tell you, China's talking about these things. People in China, they're thinking about these things. So are people across the globe. And we're going to lose our global dominance if we don't start taking these issues seriously, which will impact how people feed people. Anyway, sorry. You know, you know what you sound like a little bit, and I, I forgive mm-hmm. me for saying this, you sound a little like you might be interested in politics. <laughs> I'm always interested in, who is an interesting in politics I mean, these interested days? in Kara Swisher for fill in I the think blank. about it. Oh, come on. Really? I think about it. I do. I've talked about it. I talked about wanting to run for mayor of San Francisco, I but know, now things I have know, gone so far here. I just want to throw yeah, that out there. So, so bad. How do you feel if you about get that? in the streets of San Francisco, you don't want that job. I got to tell you, it's gotten really <laughs> ugly out there. I'm like, I'm not cleaning this mess well, come up. Come on no, down thank to you. Austin, man. It's easier. It's easier in Austin. It's easier in Austin. I guarantee you. What, you'd vote for me. You should vote for me. I'd be excellent. I think I'd be more of a fascist type of mayor. Like, I'd be in the in the in the Fiero, Fiero LaGuardia short and, and mean kind of mayor. You know. Are you thinking about politics scary. for real, for real? I mean, is that something that a lot you of bodyguards would... around me, that kind of stuff? You know. Would you want to do that? For, I mean, I mean, seriously, I I, it. it's easy to to, to joke old, about it, so but. I, no, I think about it. I think about it because I think to sit around and complain about the government and then do nothing about it is probably um, is probably obnoxious. And so, if you really want to change things, you should be part of the solution. You know, w- whether you're on the social democratic socialist left, like the woman who is just uh, who's running in uh, New York, who I find fascinating, even if I don't agree with everything she says, to anybody, I think anybody who has a point of view and wants to change things for the better, I'm. I, it, you, you do think about it like that you have to be part of the the solution, the political solution, because right now this country is insanely um, partisan and there there are reasonable people of both sides that should be strong, have stronger points of view. Fair enough. To, to Fair enough. Be part and of reasonable people on both sides. Kara Swisher, thanks so much for being with us on Business Wars. And hey, thanks to you, too 
for joining us as we wrap up eBay versus PayPal. We'll see you later this week for Coke versus Pepsi. New episodes of Business Wars come out every Tuesday and Thursday. You can subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Wondery.com, or wherever you're listening right now. Don't forget to tell us about which Business Wars you'd like to hear at Wondery.com slash survey. Now, if you're listening on a smartphone, you can tap or swipe over the cover art of this podcast, and there you will find the episode notes, including some details you may have missed. You'll also find some offers from our sponsors, and we hope you'll support our show by supporting them. Thank you so much. If you haven't checked out Wondery Plus yet, scroll on over to Wondery.com slash plus, that's P-L-U-S, to subscribe. You'll find extra content, early access, and exclusive perks. Business Wars is hosted by yours truly, David Brown. Our senior editor and producer is Karen Lowe. Jenny Lauer is our editor and producer. Our executive producer is Marshall Louie. The program was created by Hernan Lopez for Wondery. For over 100 years, General Motors was America's automaker. But after the 2008 financial crisis, the storied car company nearly died. Hi, I'm Lindsey Graham, host of Wondery Show, Business Movers. We tell the true stories of business leaders who risked it all, the critical moments that define their journey, and the ideas that transform the way we live our lives. In our latest series, an HR executive named Mary Barra rises to become General Motors' first female CEO just in time to save the company from ruin. But as Mary fights to lead General Motors into the future, tragedy strikes. Listen to General Motors Back from the Dead from Business Movers on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or the Wondery app. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app to listen ad-free.